Hi, this is Molly. And Cody. Welcome to our Halloween special. Little bit. So I'm starting off our little Halloween special little bits. Do, 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 do. And um, I'm going to be talking about, I kind of want to call it more like an urban legend. Okay. Slash sort of ghost story, I guess. Not really ghost story. I don't know. It's just like a known thing in my hometown of Petaluma, California. It was an area in our town that was supposedly like haunted. There was a house that was over there, an old house that like supposedly people would go and you'd find transients like hung, hung themselves there, like little stories like that. So it was always like this like urban legend slash like thing going around our town about Haystack Landing. I'm going to tell the story of Haystack Landing. And let me be clear, the Petaluma Historical Society does not deem this as a actual thing they can't Sight of they're these, not verifying they're it not verifying it so again that's why i kind of quote unquote say urban legend but again i think if you're from petaluma actually my husband's from the area and he did not know what i was talking about so maybe not everyone knows about it but molly actually I, just made it up herself I know, it's okay right? carry on i'd like to hear your ghost story <laughs> here's my ghost story that i totally made up so haystack landing in petaluma california it was supposedly like an area where native americans like was like a burial ground of some sort. It was an area where they thought was very taboo and evil. This is what the story says. These Native Americans warned early Spanish settlers and missionaries of like the malice dark forces like that were there. So after like a Spanish missionary, I guess, was found there, uh, found in that area that the Indians said was like a malice and taboo evil area. He was found like dead from self-inflicted wounds. And he was supposedly there to like cleanse and bless the area that was supposed to be evil. And the area was kind of kept clear from travelers for like over 40 years. So that's like the urban legend of the beginning. When the early California government acquired the land by means of their own like self-imposed like Miranda land grant, you know, and I mean, back in the day, people would just come and like take claim land. This is mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen many movies where they have like a stake. They're like, this land is mine. <laughs> Indians like, they're nope. like, wait, no, nope. um, this was our land. Sorry, this is our, but you could have that one. We don't want that plot of land. That, that. <laughs> That's the evil land. You take that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So, and they thought it was, like, a prime location for early ships and boats and, like, barges to, like, dock after sailing inland from, like, the San Francisco Bay. So, there's a big river in Petaluma that comes uh, I literally was about to ask. I was like, there's a water in it? Yeah, there's the Petaluma River. I don't really know exactly the geographical sense of where exactly it goes, but it ends up going out to Big Bay Waters to San Francisco. You can get there that way. Mind blown. But, yeah, so this Haystack Landing area is right by this water area. So, it was, like, a prime thing for the early settlers. Like, oh, we could, like, have dock here and like you know it's right by the river and blah 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 so it was like you they would be able to like access prime agriculture and foresting material which could then they would like you know get those things from Petaluma and then they could send that back to San Francisco from that area so it was established as a small docking site and supposedly several settlers had gone crazy and killed several farmers and innocent bystanders who happened to be nearby they turned on each other and were all found dead supposedly and as travelers and settlers passed through the small area of land, reports had came in of en- encountering eerie apparitions, strange sounds and smells, as well as for body like sick feelings. You know, okay. like people sometimes like get that nauseous feeling. When it's they- kind of what you hear about, like, for example, Amityville Whorehouse. Like they talk about not the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about Cardi B's WAP song. <laughs> Sorry, there are no uh, horror uh, horrors in this house. <laughs> you should have seen my face when Cor- I'm like looked at her like, huh? did you just say did whore? you say whorehouse? 
Anyway. Amityville Horror. Ha- the Amityville House. Yes. Filled with horrors. Yes. <laughs> Very clear. Not the time. other kind. <laughs> um, but yeah, you talk yeah. about how any kind of sense of evil, they feel physically yeah. ill. And right. Right. Bad smells. So, so supposedly the these like settlers like went crazy, turned on each other, like I said, and like people are just having all these like weird eerie encountering and feelings so even with these like ongoing reports of terrifying phenomena the site continued to like grow and increase loading and unloading of supplies like it was they continued to because it's such a great area for doing all those so you know the trading and sending in ships and stuff it's kind of hard to like at that time to like close something like that down right so in 1853 a mysterious gentleman known as mr rudesville Built various storage sheds, barns, and a formal docking facilities for boats and ferries to dock in there. He area. just said, F it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe he didn't even know about it. He was just like, "There, this is some prime location. I'm just building my shit on it. Like, Why I mean, is no one here? I know. He's like, I don't get it. This is such a prime location. They're like, uh, maybe because it's haunted. You can have it, sir. Yeah. Because of the great amount of agricultural material, especially like hay and grain in the area, um, being farmed in mass quantities in nearby flatbed fields, the area was given the nickname of Haystack Landing because that's what they were, you know, hay and grain. So Haystack haystacks. Landing it is. A short time after completing the dock and port, Mr. Rootsville was mysteriously never seen again. Hmm. A variety of strange encounters continued to occur, ranging from unexplained deaths to bizarre illnesses to being like physically accosted by evil spirits. Jeez. And continued to be reported on a regular basis for the next like 30 years. So just strange happenings were going on. In the summer of 1864, there were brothers Minichurn. Um, I guess that's their name. They were the brothers miniature. I, I feel like okay. I'm like I need a little top hat. <laughs> the brothers miniature. One of these um, men were a local representative of Contra Costa Steam Shipping Company, and they ignored the usual reports of strange encounters and warnings from the local old timers in the area, and obtained a steam train to push and pull carts back and forth from the river's edge to like you know other areas. Mm-hmm. On its maiden journey to the dock site, a freak explosion of the train's steam engine caused it to almost completely destroy killing 30 men in the process that's nuts yeah yeah for the next 25 years not a month went by when some type of tragic mishap unexplained death or terrifying encounter with some type of supernatural phenomenon wasn't reported two such events include several shanties and or i believe shanties is a word for small houses <laughs> on the property um which were housing for like farm workers and um the dock loading laborers that lived worked on the area were mysteriously burned down killing everyone within them witnesses said they could hear hideous laughter as the people burned alive the second event was that several children were crushed by a barge as they somehow fell between the dock and the boat as it was in the process of docking to pick up a load of hay one of the surviving children state that he saw his friends push off the water's edge by a giant shadow that disappeared into the ground. Yikes. Like, yeah. For like one person. Mm-hmm. That's like a one person accident. Not yeah. like a multiple person accident. I know. Accident. It says several children. So yeah. yeah. So while a small hotel and saloon was being built on the property by some new owners, they decided to obtain an additional income by featuring a bear and bullfights like being held in like a small neighboring barn from where they were building these things. On the opening night fight, several audience members were killed and others maimed when a bear and bull broke free of their fighting pin and attacked the crowd. The owners tried to recoup the terrible tragedy by opening their hotel and saloon ahead of schedule, but were met with disaster as all of its sleeping occupants were killed in a fire after the structure was hit by lightning. 
The bones of the burned corpses were unexplainably found scattered all over the properties as if each of their bodies exploded with the lightning strike. Okay. <laughs> the yes. hotel was struck by lightning, lightning and burst into flames. Yes. And then everyone inside it burned. burned, And the bones were scattered about like they were struck by lightning specifically and their bodies exploded and were scattered about. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. In 1883, the Walls family acquired a large bulk of the property. Just stop going on this land. I know. Well, stop. It's interesting. I know. In 1883, the Walls family acquired a large bulk of the property and began building a luxurious home upon it. Mm -hmm. Before any primary excavating could be done on the property, a freak steam ferry accident took the lives of the entire family as the boat was just about to dock at Haystack Landing. With the installation of like the Golden Gate Bridge, the Haystack Landing port became kind of like obsolete at this point you know they don't really need these small little areas they got like the bridge now people can cross over and get to san francisco using their cars you know right so for the next 21 years unusual accounts of disturbing deaths and eyewitness reports of ghostly strange phenomenon are noted two such events include Number one, several transients who lived on the property in makeshift shanties are found having committed mass suicide, carved all their bodies presumably by themselves and with strange markings and gashes, which could not be identified or explained. Yeah, that's creepy. Number two, a sheep herder who continues to try to steer his sheep onto the edge of the property to graze cannot seem to keep the animals to remain on the land and they refuse to eat the grass on the land. Wow. After fencing them in overnight, the entire flock is found dead from unexplained causes. Oh, I got chills from that one. Could you imagine coming out and finding the whole flock dead? (laughs) So weird. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) After you, like, they did not want to eat the grass. And he's like, well, I'm just going to lock you suckers in here and you're going to eat it. And then you're like, well, this grass isn't good enough for you. And he's like, oh, maybe not. I guess it was bad. (laughs) A wealthy young mechanical engineer purchased the property at incredible price because no one else no probably wanted to buy it. <laughs> and he ignored the long history of unexplained evil events. He decided to build his dream house for him and mm. his wife with a beautiful view of the underlying river and valley. Mm. Carpenters spend triple the time that it usually takes to build a house due to the unusual injuries and strange events that occur on the property. Finally, the house is finished to a point that the owner and his wife can move in. However, before he can even spend one night in it, he is recruited to fight in World War II. He goes to fight in World War II, and while at war, his wife commits suicide in the house. (gasps) The husband is one of the few in his regime who survives the war and comes home to discover his wife is dead. I'm sure, like, it's hard to get word out to someone in World War II that your wife commits suicide. The husband is also found dead shortly afterwards, having fallen down the stairs. The property is transferred to the East Coast relatives who discover that the house itself is worthless, having been plagued by massive amounts of termites and consider the property a complete loss. 20 years go by with the property unoccupied and unmaintained. So that's the picture of the house that I posted. If you haven't seen my art Instagram, go to at over the fence underscore podcast. And there's a picture of the house uh, that this guy built. That is, that was, is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, so 20 years go by with the property unoccupied and unmaintained. In 1952, a Mr. Keller lays out plans for the proposed city of Petaluma, taking everyone's advice not to conclude the area of the property located anywhere near Haystack Landing. In 1958, the city charter of Petaluma becomes official. So that's when Petaluma is established. A wealthy landowner purchases property as a getaway from the city for him and his wife. The owner goes through several carpenters and renovators because they either become seriously injured or ill after working on the property a short time or quit for unexplained reasons. After finally renovating the property to a point that is reasonable, the couple decides to spend their first weekend at the house. The couple is then found murdered by being hacked up. 
Apparently, the murderers are two young men from Santa Rosa who were reportedly high on drugs at the time. Weapons and physical evidence linking to suspects to the killing were never found, but the two young men were seen in the vicinity of a truck stop at the same night of where the house was. But that's it. Yeah. The city of Petaluma and the Petaluma Historical Society, like I said, refused to recognize this house and location as a, a prime like historical site due to its violent and notorious past. I don't know if that's 100% true or if they just don't believe it. That's why it's like kind of like bordering on an urban legend. Like how right. much is true and how much is false. You don't really know. But it makes for such a good ghost story. And it gave me the chills. <laughs> it does, right? For the next 30 years, as a property goes legally unoccupied, strange and horrific events continue to take place, including a transient found was found dead hanging from the rafters within the dilapidated house. The bones of his arms and legs were all found to be broken. I remember hearing about that, like the transient found hanging in the house. I remember about that. A caretaker who was hired by a company that acquired the property was found dead of an apparent heart attack at the back entrance of the house. The day before his death, he had reported to police hearing bizarre cries coming from the property. Two years later, two more transients were found dead in the house from an apparent overdose of narcotics. Unusual sayings were carved throughout the house, stating that it was alive and evil was everywhere. Several teenagers who found a remote location is a good place to make out encounter hideous. (laughs) No, I don't know why. I mean, the house does look kind of pretty in the photo I posted. I mean, it's just you can tell it's run down, but it's like kind of a. I see the charm in it, but I wouldn't still go make out there. No. That doesn't sound fun to me. But they said they encountered hideous screams and grotesque arms, which reached out of the walls of the exterior of the house to grab one of the couples. Supposedly, there has been reports of strange lights and noises coming from the property. Um, They... I guess back in the day, they say they said that the police would have it like a, a regular stopping point on their beats, you know, to like park at the side on a regular basis and hope and like capturing like encounters because there was all these rumors of like, right. lights. And st- so, you know, cops would be like, well, I'm going to go park over there, see if I could catch anything, you know, see what I see. Over the years, psychic, spiritualists and even new age followers who have come to the site without permission to investigate, understand or try healing it have all fled with nauseating sickness, sensing the overwhelming evil forces that occupy the property, calling it a vile vortex of dark forces yikes in the fall of 1995 the property is purchased by a corporation who make um, public their intent to level all the existing cr- like structures on the property to perform major excavating and landfill in order to construct a possible business on site and take advantage of like the prime property location because again it's right on the petaluma river beautiful yeah. area you know right um, and it's actually really close to, like, a freeway entrance, so it is prime, like, location. In October of 1995, a professor of parapsychology from Northern California University brought four students and two graduate students to investigate the long history of the unusual ghost, ghostly reports of the house before it is scheduled to be demolished. The professor and five of the six students were viciously assaulted and attacked by unknown persons or phenomenon, while the sixth graduate student was was picking up additional equipment. Even with all the various high-tech video equipment used for their investigation, no concrete evidence was documented, which could explain who or what was behind the terrifying events that took place with all within a couple hours. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Department supposedly brought in their special investigation division to thoroughly analyze the crime scene and video footage, but were unable to get any new information. To date, no definite conclusion ever remained of the surrounding the events that took place in that late evening. In 2007, the property is now owned by Dutra Asphalt Company, a subsidiary of the Dutra Group, a family-run operation that mines rock and gravel in Petaluma, San Rafael, and Richmond. 
Dutra has proposed reestablishing the asphalt batch plant operation on the land. Um, and a developer came forward in early 2000 with plans to turn a portion of the site into a haystack marketplace, like a project with 100 residential units, a 30,000 square f- feet of ground floor commercial space. Um, the plan was scheduled to begin construction in 2004, but in 2007, Haystack Landing remained a barge dock for shipping Dutra's gravel and asphalt material. Uh, Dutra was scheduled to move that historical home to make way for the asphalt like plant they were building. But in 2004, a fire destroyed the structure. Five investigators believe the blaze was suspicious and may have been ignited intentionally. Hmm. Yeah. So back when I was talking about this video footage that this like professor and students made, um, it actually is like was made into like this movie called The Incident at Haystack Landing. And it was like released in 1999. Again, it was kind of like known as like a Blair Witch type member when Blair Witch came out. Right. I don't know if, you know, everyone will know what I'm talking about, but it was a very one first person like movie that came out. I don't know if it's true or not. The movie is legit or not legit. I tried to see if I could find the movie to like watch it because I don't think I've ever seen it, but it's not easy to find. So again, that makes you wonder like, is that a true thing that really happened or was this just all for a movie? Right. You know? So anyways, that's about the, the Haystack Landing in my hometown of Petaluma, California and the weird events and scary creepiness all about it. When are we going? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I never went over there when I was in like high school. No, I would be into going and just seeing what it's like Let's. about now. But the, I wish the house was still there. That would make it even creepier because now For it's just sure. a field. You know what I mean? Like unless they built I haven't been over there in a long time. Unless you, people from Petaluma, you can comment on our Instagram. Yeah, let, let us know. know what's going on over there. Is anything going on at Haystack Landing? Is anything built there right now? I don't and know. let's have a group adventure. Yeah. <laughs> It could be our first meetup <laughs> at the Haystack Landy. <laughs> but anyways, it was just like I when we decided to do like kind of like this Halloween special. I'm like, I'm going to tell about this urban legend from my hometown. How can I not? So that's absolutely about Haystack Landy. It's one of those things I'm sure pe- many people throughout the town have heard about it. And like Spooky. some of it might be true. Some of it might not be true. Some could be stories that have been blown up over time. No one really knows. I don't know. But well, it's definitely some creepy sharing. events. And uh, catch us back here on Friday for our regular released episode. Yep. Um, that will be done by Cody. Yay, this Cody. week. And also join us next week for another spooky little bit. Mm-hmm. And, that and every will... week throughout October. Yes. Yeah. And that will be from my growing up area. Not Ooh. necessarily my hometown, but my growing up area and a place that uh, me and a lot of the people I went to high school with, we would go on the weekends for fun. <laughs> Just I... to get scared. So join us next time. Over the fence. <laughs> <laughs>